just why I think that this team shouldn't be 36 and 36. Let's start there. This team is much better than that. And where does the blame lie? On everybody. The season itself, just a COVID-written season where you haven't had the same kind of lineups. Uh, the players have not been consistent. Uh, Jason Tatum talked about for a minute how he had to take an inhaler because he had had COVID and he was battling from that. One of the worst games I think we saw him play as a pro was against Washington. And that was when the Celtics were down there and got drugged. So I, I just, it, it's, it's just a combination coaching. It's not let it out either. I think there were, there were a lot of possibilities that Brad could look at it and say, Hey, he could have been better. Uh, players, just, just a multitude of guys have to take responsibility. The big girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. Ah. Back with another episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. I am Chris Wickelbone. He's Cedric Maxwell. Max Celtics, Wizards, play-in tournament. How are we feeling about this one, Max? I mean, the Celtics have a lot on the line, of course, because uh, they're shorthanded without Jalen Brown. It's our first episode since the news dropped. Season-ending injury, uh, safe recovery, speedy recovery for Jalen uh, in a few months. But, of course, that means the Celtics are, of course, shorthanded against these Wizards. And, Max, uh, how do you feel about the Celtics' chances in the playing tournament overall? Because, I mean, they do get two two cracks at this, right? But, of course, you would like to see them go out and and... and uh, top the Wizards, but that's not going to be an easy thing to do, right? Because the Wizards are red hot, one of the hottest teams in the NBA. So how do you feel about the Celtics' chances in this one? Well, I think that, you know, they're going to be tough. Uh, you know, without having Jalen in, you're going to have contri- who's, who's, who's the contribution is going to be from them. Uh, who's going to step up to be able to score? Uh, you'll have Kimba almost every night because you're not going to have a second night of a back-to-back. Uh, will Rob Williams, will he, will he be available? Um, so I, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. It's not going to be impossible, but it's going to be tough. And, uh, as you said, uh, the other one that scares me is Westbrook. Westbrook has been unreal with the triple doubles and, and his aggressive nature. And, you know, 15 points, 20 rebounds. I mean, he's just gone absolutely hog wild since Stephen A. Smith challenges him. Right, I mean, this is the team you don't want to see, right? Like, this is the team with the momentum. They won. What is that? I want to say they went uh, what was sixteen and and what is sixteen and six or something like that in the last last twenty twenty four games or so. Yeah, this is the team that early in the season, when people were saying they were a bottom dwelling team, uh, and they came into your building and they beat you. Then you went down there and they beat you again, and then you came home and had the same Wizards team with Jalen Brown and squeaked out a victory. Uh, I think it was an overtime or Bradley Buell had a look at a game winner. That game was crazy. So, so that it's, 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 uh, it, the, the matchups are going to be very difficult. So it's to, to, to say the least. Yeah. I mean, this is sort of the momentum that we're hoping to have, right? The Jalen Brown injury, having two All Stars like that, heading into the playoffs, heading into this scenario, especially. I mean, that's the kind of momentum you want to have. But yeah, I mean, outside of the two All Stars, there's a couple of couple of guys on this Wizards team that can get going. I mean, you got Bertans, you got Ish Smith. Yeah, 
you'd love to have the size, you know, somebody who's going to uh, be able to block shots and make it difficult for Bill to attack the rim or Westbrook to attack the rim. Uh, Is Smith, he breaks you down with his herky-jerky movements. He's a pretty good point guard. Pretend we saw him knocking down shots. He's been doing that. Antonio and he's a standstill jump shooter. So you gotta get up on him. So the 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 Wizards, you know, they're they create a lot of problems with their lineup. Right. And you're looking at the Celtics lineup and you're looking at guys like of course Jason Tatum. They call me crazy, but for some reason I'm not concerned about Kemper. Right? He's playing some of the best basketball we've seen since he's joined the Celtics. I'm not necessarily too worried about Evan Fournier. That's a good thing. You know, I think that that's a good thing for the Celtics, but you want the other guys to step up in a game like this, right? Because if, if, if Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook, two guys that are, you know, combined averaging, what, 53 points on the season, what if they combine for 75 points? I mean, like, honestly, that's something that could very well happen and then put the Celtics in a terrible situation. So I'm looking at some other guys. I'm looking at Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard maybe, you know, like guys that could give you enough scoring firepower to counter that, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, those are the guys who have to step up. You know, Pritchard has been, you know, a key to what they've been doing. Uh, Naismith has, Naismith has, uh, has come on lately shooting the basketball. He's become a lot more aggressive. So you have some pieces. Uh, but this is the playoffs. And those two guys you just mentioned have no playoff experience. Mm. And that can be a big difference when you think about what you have to do in, in, in those kind of situations of, you know, how good you can be. How do you feel about uh, beyond this, right? Because Celtics do get, again, they get another crack at it. They're not quite sure what's going to be on the other side of it, but we know the Charlotte Hornets are in it, the Indiana Pacers. I, I mean, do you feel, let's just say hypothetically, if the, if, the, what, if the Pacers are the ones waiting for them, like, like, is there a scenario where you see the Celtics not making it into the playoffs? I guess is what I want to ask. I mean, come on, it's on everybody's mind, right? You know, I, I think that they're going to make the playoffs, but once they get through the playoffs, then what's going to happen? I mean, is this the thing where you're out of the frying pan into the fire? Uh, because who will you meet? Uh, will it be Brooklyn? Will it be who, who, what team is going to be there? One of those top tier teams that is healthy that you played, um, in this season. I think one of the things you look at, which would favorites the Celtics, which is, you know, without Jalen, that really hurts. But even with that, that said, Celtics have played some of the top tier teams very, very well this year. I think they're over, you know, they're over fifty uh, percent or something like fifty percent with them. It was the bottom drilling teams that had the Celtics that kind of drug them down. They don't have much to lose, you know. So, so once they, once they're in a position like this, especially against the Celtics, the Celtics, they smell blood, you know. The Celtics are the hunted team. The Celtics are the wounded team. The Celtics can't take anything for granted. And look at them, okay, we're, we're ahead. They'll say, okay, we're, we're, you know, we're, we played 500 ball this year. Okay, great. That's, that's wonderful. But now you're without one of your leading scorers and who is a big part of your team. I mean, we're talking about a guy who averaged almost a quarter of your points this year, over 25 points, something like that, you know, this year. And, you know, shot some crazy number from the three point line. So let's not think about, you know, like the Celtics are looking down on anybody. 
you know, if anything, the Celtics are looking up at most teams now in this playoff situation. Yeah, but you would you have to admit, Max, if the Celtics get bounced out and they don't, they're not, they don't make the playoffs. People, even with or without Jalen Brown, are going to say, "Man, that team should have really at least snuck into the first round." It's just why I think that this team shouldn't be thirty six and thirty six. That's not here. This team is much better than that. And where does the blame lie? On everybody. The season itself, just a COVID-written season where you haven't had the same kind of lineups. Uh, the players have not been consistent. Uh, Jason Tatum talked about for a minute how he had to take an inhaler because he had had COVID and he was battling from that. One of the worst games I think we saw him play as a pro was against Washington. And that was when the Celtics were down there and got drugged. So I, I just, it, it's, it's just a combination. Coaching, it's not let it out either. I think there were, there were a lot of possibilities that Brad could look at it and say, hey, he could have been better. Uh, players, just, just a multitude of guys have to take responsibilities. This episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA and the NHL are in full swing now. BetOnline.ag isn't just about sports. If you don't want to bet on sports, BetOnline has other options such as award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Now, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Head over to BetOnline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action now don't forget to use that promo code clns50 to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit betonline.ag head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts that's a good point max but also i think brad is the one guy who well not the one guy but one of the many that i, I think people overlook how affected he is in, in doing his job with this right i mean what do you have like a handful you could count on one hand how many practices this team has had throughout the course of the regular season and i think that's where brad stevens really starts to incorporate his system and i mean I'm, I'm, I'm sort of speaking the obvious here but i think especially with a coach like brad stevens the x's and o's and uh, the amount of time he spends with his team goes a really long way for for him to, to be able to implement his system and everyone to buy in now i'm not necessarily saying that this team didn't buy into brad stevens but of course i mean they did it seemed that parts throughout the season where they weren't always listening to what he had to say or at least they weren't all completely buying into uh his his uh his message well, just when let's get back again, everybody's had the same problem this year. Everybody's been on the same, been in the same boat. Some teams have been successful with it and some haven't. You know, Brooklyn has not had their entire, you know, strong lineup, but for a couple of, you know, a couple of brief moments this year. But their record and their talent level obviously is better than the Celtics, but still their record, you know, they've had times when they've lost you know, a bunch of games. Uh, let's go with Golden State, who's been so good to have Clay Thompson out for the whole year, but still they're in the mix. Golden State, you know, what they've done. Um, you know, even Atlanta, let's go to, to the Eastern Conference. Atlanta, who has, uh, you know, has been better lately. Um, you know, when, when they went out and got Nate McMillan and hired him as a coach, uh, they have turned around their fortune. Nobody thought that Charlotte would be as good as they were 
or that you, and they've lost players too. So you can't just deviate and say, well, this team didn't have this and this team didn't have this. That's happened with every team in the NBA this year because of the crazy situation. Would you have thought that the, did you think at the beginning of the year that the Lakers would be in a play, play in game? Okay. Okay. And this is the world champions. So, you know, right, defending. So I think that we, we, we can't give anybody a pass. Uh, over another team because of injury or COVID or whatever it is, because everybody's gone through that. How do you feel about the uh, the Lakers' chances, uh, you know, against the Warriors? Or just Golden State's chances? I mean, how how do you like? It all depends on how it all breaks down. Because the way Steph Curry's playing right now, man, it, it wouldn't surprise me if the Lakers head into uh, the playoffs as the eight seed. That that shooter that he is, man, he, he can. It can make you miserable, especially in a short series that he's stepping in and LeBron's coming back from, from injury. And this, this is going to be something that everybody's going to have to look at and go, you know, uh, of what's going to go on, who's going to do what. I, I think that you just have to look at it that way. Uh, so I don't, I don't think that you look at LeBron, you look at, you know, Let's look at what one other team. Let's bring into the whole the here. Well, I, I was going to say though, the, the guy who came up with this playing rule, the, the playing tournament. I think this is why he did it, right? For this excitement. So I don't think he should be fired. I just want to try to make that clear because this is the kind of matchup we. This is the kind of matchup everybody was waiting for. Yeah, no, I just think this is. I don't think it's a matchup everybody's waiting for because nobody's known this. Well, for the playing tournament, I mean, I the, uh, down the stretch, the NBA. Roll the dice on something which was new. Hey, let's let's do this. Would they in at the end of the beginning of this experiment? Would you have said, "Oh my God, Golden State and the Lakers are going to be the play-in team. The Celtics are going to be a play-in team." You'd never thought that. So I, I think that the, the league rolled the dice, and something fantastic has happened. You know, to get that much more interest around the game and, and the fan base. How do you feel about Steph Curry's uh, chances of, of of getting the MVP award? He's been good. He's been good. Uh, I, I think Jokic. That's my guy too. That's my guy too, Max. I, yeah, same. A better team. Right. Team record has been been much better. Uh, but Steph's making it hard, man. Remarkable job. Right. And the MVP that people won't talk about this year is going to be Chris Paul. Look what happened down in Phoenix. They changed the whole tenor of what they've done. This is the team that has lost and just continued to lose. He comes there, takes over the reins, and now they have one of the best records in the NBA. The first time they had into the playoffs in over a decade, Max. Decades. So let's, let's not look past, past Chris Paul. So I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, conversation around a lot of people, but I think the league and the writers and whoever is voting for it is always looking for somebody new. I think they've had enough right now of Curry. So it could, to me, I think it would lean more on Jokic uh, to win this thing from uh, 
uh, Denver, uh, the way his year has been, almost a triple double every night, bringing the ball down. And this, this big fella, he puts in some work. Agreed. Agreed, man. He does everything on both ends. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's my guy. I don't necessarily do the the whole order thing, but I guess just off the top, I'm, I'll probably go him and Bede, and, and and then Chris Paul. That, that's probably my my three. Just off the top of the, I haven't even thought about this until now, really. Until you know, that's my. I think that's those are my three guys. Yeah, I, I'll agree. I'll agree with it. I don't think that you can go away from those three. You know, because everybody, a lot of guys have been in the conversation. I mean, how far is Luca going to be in the conversation? He's definitely top five. When does he come up? Is it a couple of years from now? Because he had a fantastic year. You, you ask the Celtics, is he an MVP? You know, where he's dropped points on them this year. So, yeah, he, he's been crazy. All right, Max, it's prediction time. Celtics, Wizards, who you got? What's going to, what's going to happen here? Give me a, give me a prediction. Give me a scenario. What, what happens Tuesday night at TD Garden? I think the Celtics win a very, tight game and um, but again it's not even what's happening right now it's going to be what happens later on but the Celtics win the tight game versus Washington on Tuesday okay okay I like that you know if that happens I'm going to go out on a limb and say Kemba Tatum they're going to combine for something close to 60 points alright maybe 56 58 something like that and, and then and then Fournier Quick 20. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tack on 20 from Fournier at least. That is going to be a recipe for them winning and um, controlling the glass. That's another thing they have to do. They have to be a gla- they have to be yeah. glass inclined. Fournier has been cleaning the glass. You know, you got to give him props there. That's part of his game I think that's helped out. And, and also uh, Aaron Neesmith, man. The Rook has been all over the glass. Yeah, yeah. Those guys, they'll be good. And will they get anything from Rob Williams? Right. This we'll see. We'll see. The jury's still out if he's if he's playing. Obviously, we hope we'll see him out there. But uh, if not, I mean, we we, we understand. You know, I, I just I just think again the Celtics offensively. You know, I mean, the defense is so important against a team like Washington. But I just you, this team you have to continue to compete. And I think with those three guys, Fournier, Tatum, Kemba, they can just constantly keep that sc- scoring threat going throughout. They, they could survive this, but it's going to be tough. Like you said, it's, it's going to be a nail-biter. Like, this won't be – I don't think this will be – if the Celtics do win it, anywhere near a blowout or, or, or comfortable win. So, yeah, you and I are on, on that page again. I think it's going to be an interesting process. Can they slow Bill down? Because he, he's been fantastic against you. Uh, and the guy we haven't mentioned, this is the, and you know, here's going to be the key. The key guy to me is going to be that guy has always been the key. Marcus Smart. We are not talking about Marcus. I don't know why. He's the guy that has to get up against Bill, and he's a wild card because when Marcus gets hot and starts knocking down shots, they become that much more of a dangerous team. Yeah, Marcus starts knocking down threes. That's when – those are the nights you you typically see the, the Celtics drop 17, 18 threes in a game. Like, that's the, those, those, that's the recipe for a Celtics win for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. We'll see you guys next week. A very special episode next week. 
Uh, I don't want to give up too much here, but uh, just you're going to want to stay tuned, of course. Subscribe on every single platform you could think of, streaming podcasts. Of course, you can find us at Cedric Maxwell Podcast. And, of course, uh, check us out on CLNS Media on YouTube. We're up out of here. See you guys next time.